Get ready to hear about the next level in content marketing. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast. Now, if you're not familiar with our format, each month we focus on a different marketing method. could be email or SEO or Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. This month is all about content. And in this episode, we're going kind of big picture, a little bit futurology. Um, I get to catch up with um, a marvellous marketer, uh, Ian Leslie. He, we've, I think we've recorded now four episodes together. We did two back when he was uh, head of marketing at Industry West, a US furniture brand. And we've also done uh, an episode when he was at Bolt talking about one-click checkout. He's now gone content crazy. And that's what we're going to be talking about kind of new world content strategies, what the SaaS world is doing that should be coming to the e-commerce world, a way in which you can beat the competition, uh, increasing levels, embrace the need to get to put more creativity out there and some kind of clever ways of doing it. So um, sit back, kind of relax in this one and let our thoughts and ideas wash over you because it may just give you a cracking idea for next year. Make sure you listen right to the end of the episode because we will be asking Ian our quick fire insider tips, which are there to help you maximize the performance of your content. And he's got some cracking advice in that section. And I'll be sharing my take on it all, plus outlining even some more free ways we can help you improve your content even more. So make sure you stay tuned right to the end. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS platform built just for e-commerce brands. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Today, I'm chatting with content expert Ian Leslie. Ian is the editor-in-chief at Banknotes, the media arm of creator marketing platform Hashtag Paid. Hello, Ian. Hey, how are you? Good to talk to you again. I am good. It's always lovely to get to chat with you. So um, I am excited we get to talk about something we've, I don't think we've ever talked about content before. No, no. I think it's like one of the one rare things we haven't spoken about. Yeah, because I think we, with with the Industry West stuff, we got deep into a lot of marketing methods, but I don't think content came into it. So how have you ended up working in the world of content? How did you get into it? Yeah, so um, my background actually out of school many, many years ago was was in journalism. So I was kind of like an OG content person. Um, it's originally what I got into. I was a writer, editor, and started to kind of get into digital marketing, on, even on the journalism side, just as uh, newspapers were starting to explore what, what, what content should look like on a digital platform. And then ultimately, you know, that career path took me down many um many paths, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, lead gen to Mangen on the higher ed side over to D2C furniture brand over to SaaS and now leading um, a media content arm for a SaaS company. 
so yeah, everything kind of came full circle in terms of me being able to utilize my, my, you know, my education and my training in journalism and actually creating content and then ultimately kind of pivoting that with, or, or, or kind of transitioning that or overlapping that with what I've learned, um, on the e-commerce D2C software side of things in my, my now 20, 21 years post college. You've kind of got all the boxes ticked to create banknotes, really, I guess, haven't you? You, you understand it from the SaaS perspective, you understand it from the, the retailer side perspective, and you've got that background in journalism. Yeah, I mean, I do. And I mean, I think um, even even taking it a step further is, you know, when I started on the D2C e-commerce side, the company I was working for at the time was, was smaller than the company I left. So it was, um, you know, more of the S and an SMB. Um, I know you always like to define my acronyms. So, um, <laughs> so it was more of the small on, on the side of a small, medium sized business. And then by the time I had left industry West, we were, you know, closer to the, the medium. So even seeing like, and the staff had grown, the budget had grown, the revenue had grown. So, so even, um, even within the e-commerce DC side, like I've, I've been able to come at it from more of like a startup D2C um, kind of growth stage to to even more like leaping out of that growth stage and trying to figure out growth and profitability as revenue grew and budget grew. So yeah, even like kind of more granular within the e-commerce side, I've, I've sort of ticked a few boxes. But yeah, yeah, I, I, that's why this 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 position when I started. Um, guess it's almost been six months now um it was so attractive to me because i've always enjoyed writing always enjoyed content always enjoyed uh the journalism aspect and then um and then to be able to kind of merge it with my e-commerce chops and my you know just understanding SaaS world and technology world yeah it's been good there's benefits to being a generalist i guess yeah, it's uh, it seems seems the rise of the generalist is coming back round again, um, but let's not get into that because that's a whole yeah, world that's all, that's of a discussion. Podcast, yeah. That's a different podcast. But I think what's what's really interesting is it's a strategy we hear talked about, but often in more the conceptual piece, and not so many businesses and brands are diving into it, which is really in taking content to a media channel level. So it's not like you put a blog post live every week, but the content becomes as important as the core business, which I've heard talked about as a good strategy in e-commerce. And I I get the theory. Um, And it's, it's very interesting to me that a SaaS company like Hashtag Paid is, they're not, you know, you don't run the Hashtag Paid blog, you run banknotes. So can you can you explain a bit more about the theory, this kind of new world content strategy, I guess, of of going deep on the content side of things? Yeah, I mean I think there's a lot to unpack there and there's a lot of, you know, layers to peel back on that onion, if you will. Um I mean I think over the past five years as as the space and I'm trying I'm gonna try and kind of pivot this to both or, or align this both to SaaS and e-commerce because I know your uh, listenership is mostly e-com is that there's been a lot of, you know, as the space has gotten crowded, digital space has gotten crowded, e-commerce space has gotten crowded, um, cost per click has gone up, cost per impression has gone up. Um, we have all these privacy issues, not, not privacy issues, but privacy um, restrictions across iOS and Facebook and, and, and all that. And, and, you know, the cookie apocalypse, as people like to call it. Um, you know, a lot of the the Twitter eco chamber has kind of spout out, like, we'll just own your audience, just create your own media brand, create your own 
content, you know, engine and then just own your audience. And therefore you never have to, to worry about, you know, top of funnel coming in from all these other channels and how much it costs and everything, which is a lot easier said than done. I mean, you need, um, you know, it's, it's, first of all, I mean, you need the staff to do that. You need the talent to do that. You need the content to do that. You need, you need vision from the leadership to enable a team to do that. Right. Because that's, um, it's a, it's a, that's a long-term play, like, especially on the e-commerce side of, you know, not every piece of content turns into a sale that day, like, you know, maybe a Facebook ad does. So it's a longer term play. Um, so, so it's not easy for everyone to do that. And it's always, I've always found it sort of annoying where you have these like talking heads on Twitter that are like, well, just, just own your audience, just create a media arm. It's as easy as that. Well, it's like, you know, give me a break. <laughs> that, that costs money and that costs time and, and, and effort initiative. And not every vertical is inclined to, um, to, to, you know, have to be able to create that media arm, you know, for the, the, the SaaS kind of strategy around it is, credibility, thought leadership, and, and just generally being, and I, what I really love about what I do and what Banknotes is, is that we're, we're a tech brand agnostic media site. So you see a lot of quote unquote media sites out there tied to SaaS that are, you know, written for keywords every article has five ctas that try to drive you back to a demo of the platform and that's just like it's horrible like no one wants to share that content no one wants to read that content it really doesn't provide any value to um to the reader or to the customer or to the the platform so i'm going to think what's what's great is with 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 banknotes is even since I've started is it was just banknotes and now it's a little bit more kind of branded towards paid. So it's banknotes minted by hashtag paid, which is like a nice little play on words there. Um, and then also like the way it's structured is we do have, you know, we share a domain. So therefore like we're bringing in the right readership that paid wants to market to. So ultimately, like I'm gathering those clicks, I'm gathering those those views, I'm gathering those email addresses, and ultimately the, the paid team can go off it and remarket to those if they so choose. But that's not my concern. Like my concern isn't driving pipeline or driving you know the top of the funnel. My concern is just bringing in the right audience, the right mid market, primarily e-commerce audience to read our content to see banknotes and see paid is just a credible uh, authority on everything e-com retail creator economy, uh, et cetera. So, I mean, I think it's, it's really been interesting and it's been super fruitful. And I think, like I said, I mean, so much of it is just having the leadership at, up top to, 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 you know, stand behind the vision. Um, and I think there's, there's a lot of um, applications that could, that are there on the e-com side as well. Well, you said about, you know, it's about thought leadership and authority in the sector and earning the trust of the audience. It's like, well, that's exactly the same as an e-commerce brand is trying to do to their audience, to their customer base, is to bring them in. And I I like, you know, I think the way when you were saying about this isn't creating content for SEO keywords, this is creating content that people want to read that is useful to them. And I think that's kind of a I think that's kind of the fundamental shift in approach to my mind of how you go, well, is that site doing um, a media arm for want of a better term, or are they doing some SEO content stuff? Right. That's right. The, the key thing is like, it's not content for 
rankings, it's content for the quality of the content. It's when you go, what do our customers actually care about? What do they need to know about? And it's 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 really investing in that, isn't it? Yeah, I think 100%. I mean, I think blogs are, blogs and extent are very old school. Blogs are very self-serving. Blogs are just another channel to get owned content, owned storytelling out there that is different than corporate comms. So like on a, on a different site, you know, someone's going to put up like whatever they raise in their series A or B or C on the e-commerce side. But, you know, maybe they're going to want to say they donated 500 somethings to a shelter or they, you know, and, that, and so that becomes this blog content, which is nice, but it's like it, what values are really providing. It's, it's a bit self-serving and it's not really setting up. Um, and it, it's almost almost just feeding into the like, perceived altruism of that company, which is um, a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> and, and so, um, I mean, I think with this, it's like in an example, like, you know, knowing we're going to talk about this, like, I think a really cool example is is Ridge Wallet. I don't know if you're familiar with that brand or if your your listeners are, but they, they have these really cool wallets. They do some, some knives. They do like some... Um, iPhone cases and that sort of thing, but like really hardy material. They have the whole RFID protection bit where, you know, your credit cards can't get read. And, um, and it's just like, it's a very rustic feel where like kind of pivoted toward the outdoor space, people who carry knives, carry, you know, harder wallets, that sort of thing. And so they acquired a site called everyday carry, which is, you know, a media site that goes into, um, tactical knives tactical watches diver watches um the best pens for outdoor people and that i think the the tactic the everyday carry site has like their twitter account has you know i mean just looking real quick i think it's like two hundred thousand followers so they acquired that media brand because it's it's a it's an extension of ridge wallet that just simply makes sense like i have a ridge wallet like i in that sort of culture of people like i'm an outdoor sort of guy um i want products that hold up that sort of thing and so ridge wallet you know through that extension of this media brand is giving me that content that's like oh that's interesting and i go back to ridge wallet as like an authority on this outside of just the one product and it's stuck i mean it sticks like i mean ridge wallet is such a sticky brand <laughs> like both my kids have ridge wallets now like they 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 because <laughs> dad has it and they like it and whatever so um so yeah, it's super interesting, and I think it makes a lot of sense. And and I think just we've gotten to such a point where um, authenticity across all pieces of content, whether it's you know media site or TikTok or any of these other things, um, authenticity matters. And you know, people see through the SEO content, people see through the blog post that is you know filled with CTAs for demos, and it just gets as annoying as the cold emails and the cold LinkedIn DMs, you know. I love the fact you've brought up an example where they bought, you know, a content site and bought it into the business. Because some people are going, oh, my God, that much content. How do we even start? It's like, no, you don't have to. You could go and buy in something, right. which often is not as expensive as you think it's going to be. And it opens it up to you don't necessarily need to buy them. You could build a big partnership. We had uh, we recorded with uh, Colin McIntosh from Sheets and Giggles, uh, mm -hmm. went live on e-commerce master plan. Uh, few weeks possibly a month ago and he was he was talking about his weird marketing strategy which is he sponsors a big basketball podcast mm. and they've gone deep into they pay for them to go and go to specific games so they can create the content of it so they get loads of name mentions a sheets and giggles sells sheets everybody so 
it's not an obvious link to basketball, but let's face it, all of us need sheets. So in some ways it is. And they've gone deep into getting involved with that community and feeling like they're part of that community. And their Twitter account is now almost entirely about that community. Mm. And it's working so well for them. They are now trying to find, and essentially because Colin, the owner of the business, is very passionate about basketball. Mm-hmm. So they've it's a big twist on creating your own media arm. It's kind of just borrowing someone else's, or I guess in the old school way, we could say it's activating a sponsorship. But it is, it's that high quality content, that integration across community to then build the brand that way. And they're now looking for other members of the team's favourite podcast to see if they can replicate it. Whether they can replicate it or not, I'm not sure. But, but I think the point I'm trying to make is there are lots of ways you can do this without having to hire an editor-in-chief. Yeah, for sure. I mean, on the acquisition side, I mean, I know Shop of, um, HubSpot, rather, you know, they acquired the hustle, which was interesting. But then like, I would I'd take a step back and like, there's a there's a podcast and daily and website and daily email called Front Office Sports that I subscribe to, which is like all things sports business. And they do a really good job on like focusing on, on a lot of soccer financials as well. And I'm a soccer fan. But like it's all things sports business, and it's it's like a must read for me. Like I, I definitely check it. Out. Like I'd say of all the newsletters I'm subscribed subscribe to, I list I read it probably amongst the most. But I just recently realized that it's a either sponsored by or a product of Shopify. Like that they're closely aligned with Shopify, which I really didn't realize, and I think. Um, which I think it makes sense. Like you have a lot of entrepreneurs, like SMB entrepreneurs, who are very you know sports, like crosses all verticals, and like are very you know into sports and want to know all the sports news and whatever. And then like okay, well we're just going to pop Shopify in front of you, so it's like front off for sports, presented by or sponsored by Shopify. And I think it's more than just a sponsorship, but I think they have some some hand in it. But yeah, I mean I think there's there's lots of potential there to. Um, yeah, you don't have to go out and, and create all your own content. You can align yourself with, you know, good content. I know like in the SaaS space, we're all sort of, that, that's a big push too, right? Just like Triple Whale is doing a great job of that, of just bringing in a lot of different content partners. Um, I'm actually going to be looking, you know, to, to bring on sponsors of, of what we're doing. You know, um, hopefully we can provide value to other SaaS companies out there that aren't, you know, able to create their own media Um mechanisms that you know we have a good audience we have a good uh, viewership and listenership and and that we can you know provide sponsorships and get get other SaaS platforms out there in front of other people uh in different verticals so yeah i mean i think there's a lot of potential there and i think um yeah it's it's interesting to have seen it grow and i think we've like gone away from like in this kind of media space like a little bit away from like medium medium was going to be a big thing and then um uh, gosh, there were all these other ones, you know, these micro newsletters and then like Twitter's got talk about newsletter functionality and all that. And now we're just like kind of going into like a little bit more like just own your own media uh, and own your own emails and all that. And um, yeah, it's super interesting. It isn't. I, li- I like the fact you brought up the, um, the then getting uh, advertising revenue for your media platform, because I think that's, you know, the you mentioned about uh, the Ridge Wallet. It was, it was Ridge, wasn't it? Yeah. Ridge, Ridge, yeah. Ridge Wallet. So they've bought a content site that's very closely aligned with them. I bet that content site had advertising. Mm-hmm. So in many ways, it becomes a self-funded content team that then just drives a load of traffic and a load of sales to you. So it becomes much 
greater than the original part. And there's no reason why if you're building a content arm, you can't start taking, um, you know, sponsorship on that too. So I think it's a, it's a really interesting realm, not least because if you're taking sponsorship as an e-commerce brand, I bet your margin's better on your sponsorship and your advertising than it is on your yeah. products. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. So it, it de-risks the business a little bit as well. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of potential there. I would keep an eye on like Chris Mead over at CrossNet and what they're doing. I mean, it makes a ton of sense. Like he's building up an empire of product there and then a lot of like great media stuff um, and even aligning a lot with like on the NIL piece with athletes. Um, I, I think like eventually like he's going to have well, a, a t- like just some sort of huge media presence. I could see him building that because that whole CrossNet like space and who he's um, who he's marketing to like there's so much potential there for for different drinks and different snacks and different you know outdoor wear and everything where he can like bring in revenue from other e-commerce brands and other D2C brands uh, and get their eyes in front of uh, get his audience's eyes in front of their products like so he's building like something amazing there with a great audience and I think like yeah to your point uh, there's a ton of potential out there for um, to kind of work together for different e-commerce brands. Yeah, definitely. There we go, guys. We're trying to give you some inspiration here. I will make sure we add the link to uh, Chris Mead from CrossNet's latest content activities because, guys, you should all be subscribed. He shares so much in his newsletter and podcast. So I'll make sure we put those in the show notes. Um, Thanks for all of that, Ian. Um, It's been very cool kind of going massively big picture and futury in this episode. Listeners, remember to stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on Ian's insider tips on content and my suggestions for more resources to help you improve things even further in your business. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS platform built just for e-commerce brands. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time, guided by unlimited real-time data from your online online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Okay, Ian, so far we've gone deep into, I guess, new world content strategies going massively big with content. Um, Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole world of content and let's say e-commerce too. So for the following questions, your answer can be about anything you fancy. I'll be honest, I'll give you that level of freedom, which of course does include everything we've already been talking about. So Ian, are you ready? Yes, ma'am. Excellent. Okay, let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? Yeah, um, it's a great question. I think, you know, twofold, I would say is identify your audience, right? Like, well, what's what's the segment you're going after? Is The content and the media side is no different than than anything else you're doing on the product side. So taking this strictly from, and product being SaaS or e-commerce, right? It's all product in the end. So, I mean, what is the segment you're going after? What are they interested in? Um, Who's that audience? And what kind of content will resonate with them? So, I mean, I think that's really the first thing that the first step you have to figure out is audience, segment, 
and then the types of content. So kind of, I think we've talked about this in the past, you know, some in terms of social media, but like people always ask me, you know, do I have to be on all the channels? Like you don't have to be on all the channels. You have to understand where your audience is, what channels they're on. And those are the channels you have to be on. So like we talk media, um, is it articles? Is it video? Is it podcasting? Is it, you know, what kinds of articles, short form, long form? So there's a lot to unpack there, but I think really the first step is just um, don't, don't, don't go, you know, um, buckshot at it, but rather really drill down on, on who the audience is and what the kind of content they like to um, ingest is. Yeah, we might be talking big strategies, guys, but the basics remain. You need to exactly, know your customers. Exactly. <laughs> uh, now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve performance? Yeah, I mean, I think you, we go back to like you, like literally, like you just said. Um, we may be talking big picture, but but the basics remain the same. Is it's like what I'm doing is not an SEO play per se, but make sure your SEO is right. <laughs> like make sure, <laughs> like um, like for me, like there was some when I started, there was um, you know, there was some some tech debt that I had to account for, whether it be like um, RSS feed issues or sitemap issues or whatever. But like, if you're coming out with content, like, no, you don't want to be an inauthentic SEO play, but that doesn't mean you don't want Google to be, <laughs> to be crawling your stuff and to be looking at your stuff properly. So like one of the easiest ways is like, and I know you've talked to um, my friend, Justin Cyber before on here, but like, you know, this is somewhere where I engaged Justin and I was like, dude, this isn't like Google's not picking up my stuff. Like what's going on. And, and, you know, we, we did a quick audit and there was some not, and I, and I definitely want to like explain here, like, and, and, and I had to explain it to our leadership. I didn't have to explain it, but I just stated to my leadership, like, I'm not bringing someone on to, to handle SEO. I'm handling the tech debt that is not allowing us to, to optimize for SEO. And so I think like that is um, something like, yeah, just, just check that, like check the basics. I think so many people um, are just, you know, sometimes they're just ignoring the basics of like, so get into search console, see, you know, make sure everything is working out, you know? So that's when you're dealing with content, at least the type of content we're putting out. Um, I think that's like, you know, those, that's, that's uh, table stakes. Yeah, definitely. Do not, we're not, we're definitely not saying ignore SEO. 100%. No, 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 yeah. um, if someone listening wants to learn more about all we've been talking about, is there one cheap or free resource you'd recommend? So, I, I mean, I, I was thinking about this more of like a resource I use as opposed to like kind of learning about all this, but there's a lot of great resources, particularly if you're looking to turn interviews into articles. Um, so, I mean, I use like, like Otter AI for um, my trans, you know, as we do audio articles or we do uh, podcasts to turn those into uh, transcripts. And I think that goes to optimizing too, is like, if you have an audio piece, make sure you're transcribing it and make sure you're putting the transcript into like whatever you're using to upload your audio to your channels. Um, uh, so I'm mean, going to think that that's like one tool I use is Otter, Otter AI. It just makes it easy for me to take, you know, audio and video and, and transcribe that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's one of the one of the awesome ones, isn't it? So that's O-T-T-E-R dot A-I, anyone who wants to go and dive into that one. Because, yes, you don't have to listen back and make all the notes again. You can just make Otter AI turn it into text. Um, there's, some, there's some light bulbs going off with people right now on that one. Um, finally, it's crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months we should be getting ready for? Wow. Um... Big question. <laughs> I feel like we always, yeah, this is like the question right at the end. And I, like if I knew 
probably pretty rich. Um, what is the content or, or what's coming up in the next six to 12 months? I, I think it's just, it's going to be more of the same and it's going to be more uh, across just, just more channels. I think there's just, um, I think what I think is super interesting is, is how like traditional media arms are starting to engage more non-traditional channels. And I think, um, I think we as e-com SaaS companies need to not being the non-traditional arms. Like we, we need to be in the out, we, we need to be out front of that and we need to be the ones setting the trends. So um, whether it be um, just more across TikTok, more across keeping abreast of like what's going on with Instagram and Facebook, but just, I think it's just more content across so many different channels I really don't know in terms of like in terms of like what we're talking about in this is media content arm um, like that anything like crazy is going to happen. I just think it's going to be. Um, I do think like one thing is that the companies, particularly on the SaaS side, the companies that are maintaining this like corporate comms, blog, media, SEO heavy play. I mean, they're just going to fall by the wayside. Like it's going to be a race to the bottom in terms of acquisition. Um, it's just like it's just not going to work. It's it's a waste of resources and time. And those those teams that are there to support that in this poor economy are probably going to be the first to get cut, um, as we've kind of seen to an extent already. So I mean, I think it's um, it's just being being creative and, and figuring out the way to be creative, provide value, and just yeah, and, and just create good content. Love it. Yeah, it's it's a hard to predict one at the minute, isn't it? Um, yeah, for sure. Ian, we are very nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business? Yeah, sure. So um, I am on Twitter at IRLeslie, which is always where I like to point people. Um, Banknotes is, of course, our website and it's uh, banknotes.co if you're looking for us. Or if it's easier, read banknotes.com. And uh, from there, you can see all of our content and get our podcasts and webinars and, and all that. And then you can also find hashtag paid online, hashtag paid.com. Excellent. Very nicely done. Um, Ian, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's, it's lovely to kind of go big thinking on the show. So thank you so much for coming on and doing that. Yeah, of course. Thanks. Okay. So some massive strategic thoughts going on there. And I think... The really big thing here is there's a, as we see competition levels go up, as we see the whole privacy thing dropping down um, and being less of a friend to us, the connection you can build with your customer base, whether that's under your own brand or under a, you know, a side brand that's more about content is going to be key. And there are many ways to do this through partnerships, through influencers, through great email or great YouTube or something else. But one of the other ways might be about creating this media arm that is all about, you know, providing the great content. You look at the number of famous, uh, you know, kind of cooks and recipe writers who now have e-commerce lines. The You see the magazines getting into having stores and marketplaces. It's kind of the reverse of that. And there are a lot of different ways you can do it. So this is one of those one ways to one of those topics to kind of brainstorm on. And it's not about hiring a load of content people yourself necessarily, but there's a big opportunity there to separate yourself from the competition if it's something you can do. And now you can get links to everything we discussed, the full transcript of the episode, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com. And that, as always, is spelt with an S, not a Z. Uh, you can also use our new direct to episode links 
Just put keepopt.com, so K-E-E-P-O-P-T dot com forward slash episode number into the URL bar and you'll go straight to the correct episode page um, for this episode. And we've set up for every episode on the show. And once you get to the website, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. And... If you want to hear that proper curveball marketing strategy and me chatting about that with Colin from Sheets and Giggles, that's over on our sister podcast, E-Commerce Master Plan, episode 410. Now, I know I've given you a lot of other episodes to listen to in this one, so don't forget you'll find those all on our website. So keepopt.com forward slash this episode number. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. If you've enjoyed it, then just scroll through our feed wherever you are you are listening and check out our other content marketing episodes because we have from the hugely tactical to the hugely strategic to the big mind bending ones like this one. There's plenty already on the feed for you to have a listen to. And please do tell your fellow marketers about the show because I want to help as many marketers as possible to improve the performance of their e-commerce marketing. Have a great week and make sure you listen to our next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z.